All right, everyone, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast. I'm your host, Jason Klepa, and on today's episode, we have Ken and Brian, two of the founders of Gainsbox. Now, Gainsbox is a monthly recurring subscription. It's a it's a fitness box, and we we decided to collaborate with them at NC Fit to create a, a collaborative box. And as I went through this process, I realized, man, these guys had kind of had their stuff together, right? We did content days and their forward-thinking approach, and I wanted to get on the podcast to gain some insight from them on what they've done to build their business and learn from, and then therefore share that with all of you. We discuss a variety of different topics today, including what it's like to manage a variety of different partners that then need to get um, apparel or different items into the box, what it's like to take on outside funding uh, or, or seek outside funding, I should say, and what it's been like having a partnership, and there's actually three of them, and how, how does that work? So I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, um, would really appreciate a rating or review if you're on iTunes, if you're on a different platform, you know, just take a minute, take a screenshot, hit me up on social media, would uh, would mean a lot. I, I want to know what type of episodes you guys like and maybe which ones you guys aren't as keen on. If you guys want to go ahead and just send me a message on Instagram or go ahead and write it in the iTunes comments, anything positive would be amazing, and share this with a friend. You know, I do solo episodes, we do group episodes, um, but it's really helpful to receive your feedback. So I hope you and your family are doing well. If you're a gym owner out there and you're navigating these, um, you know, challenging and, and exciting times of COVID for what is to come in the future, let me know if I could be of any support to you. Keep listening to the podcast, hit me up on social, and let's keep building better together. Now, without any further ado, let's have an awesome episode with our friends at Games Books. Let's go. All right, so uh, Brian, Ken, you guys with Gains Box, I'm here. It's been um, it's been really cool to work with you guys because um, I didn't know as as much about Gains Box until we actually started working together, and it was really interesting to me to watch the way you guys worked, the way you guys put together this box, and the way you're now going to share it with your community. And you guys have built something really special. And so I want to kind of start here, Brian. What is what is Gains Box? and then talk about how we got this thing started, how you guys got this thing started. Yeah, sure. So Gains is a monthly subscription box of functional fitness, apparel, gear, supplements, wellness products that we deliver to a dedicated subscriber base. While at the same time, we are a platform for brand partners to get their products out and brand awareness to our subscriber base as well. Okay, okay. So... You guys started in two thousand five years ago, right? 2015, yeah. 2015. And the whole idea is this monthly reoccurring subscription of fitness goodies, right? And I think there's a lot that we can learn about um, growing a business, scaling a business. Now, you guys are partners, and then you actually have a third partner, who Ken, it's your wife, right? Correct. Yeah, Michelle, so, who couldn't make it today. That yeah. adds some interesting dynamics. So, Ken, how did the, how did the company get started? Because we know what it is, monthly subscription, really focus on fitness, but... How did the company get started? Yeah, you know, I, I think you know, as with any 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 business um, where, where you see success, and there, the passion was there first. Um, we, you know, my wife and I met Michelle. I met Michelle. Met Brian at, at a CrossFit Insanity, our first our first box, um, and us being avid CrossFit athletes, you know, as you know, once once you once you start sipping the juice, you're in it. Um, and, you know, you're in it to win it. So um, between our, our, our love for for the sport 
and then you know our, our, our different subject matter expertise that we brought to the table, we, we saw something that, that wasn't there. You know, there was an attempt for you know subscription box deliveries within the fitness space, but it was it was very surface level you know, supplements, different packs, you know, hodgepodge of things being thrown in. Uh, whereas we know this community, there were so many small brands coming up, um, so many so many just awesome athletes that were known within our little corner of the market that we there was something there. Um, so Michelle, you know, with her experience in the beauty industry working with subscription boxes to one of our old companies and, and Brian with a sales background and mine with you know infrastructure and organizational development we we we, we were the trifecta to just kind of come together and say okay well let's let's take these brands in the community and, and let's be let's be this platform for them to reach everyone within within our small space first um, and that way you know conversely all the all of our subscribing athletes get introduced to who they should be seeing yeah. within the CrossFit community so you know create wins on both sides um, and then and then grow from there and you know that, that was that was kind of the the original disposition we had going into it and I, I, we saw a lot, of, a lot of success with it um, going from there so you know i'm in your guys office right now i was just downstairs we're actually putting on an nc fit box and so i got to see your team packing itself like you guys aren't doing this in some you know uh far away distribution you know you guys are here in your office and i'm watching thousands of boxes get built which is really really cool and I could only imagine every business has its own struggles, but I can only imagine what it's like to to run a business like yours because there's so many moving parts. You have, okay, who is the, let's just say you have like the influencer that's kind of behind that box for the month, which I don't know if it's always been that way, which I do want to talk about. But then you have all the different brands that are a part of it and then they need to get you thousands of pieces and it all needs to be then put together and then shipped out on time. And so the forward thinking approach is, is, I imagine, just incredibly important. And so I want to start off by talking about, has it always been the focus of Gainsbox to have an influencer support that launch? And if not, how did you come up with the idea of collaborating with that person to kind of help catapult that particular month's launch? Yeah, so it hasn't always been like that. When we first started... Obviously, we had no notoriety, so it was a leap of faith from a lot of these brands to come in and put their products in the box. So that was great. And then as we got bigger, you know, we started when Instagram was kind of just taking off. So we'd send free boxes out to athletes and they'd want to throw them up on Instagram, which was great. Uh, that helped with sales tremendously in the beginning. Um, and then we started asking some of these athletes that liked us, hey, would you like to put your name on this box? And some of them came with brands, some of them didn't. Some of them still do come with brands, some of them don't have any brands. And that kind of creates a blank canvas for me to create some brands that I want in there with them that would kind of fit. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's, it's different every month, like you said. And it's, uh, it's a fun struggle, is what it is. You know, I think it also ties into, you know, we were talking about this earlier, you know, ha having the long-term strategic goals in front of you as well. Um, you know, when you start a gym, when you start a business, of course, you have, like, you have your desired end state. This is this is where we want to be. These are all the things that we want to do. Um, but it's unrealistic to, you know, try to achieve those all at once. Um, I think that's where we've seen success to be able to get to the place where, hey, we want to do we want to do the Jason Kalipa box in in November. This is how we want it to look. Let's make you know, let's make the plan to get there. Um, and and not not to jump ahead of the gun when you know when we're still 
developing SOPs and refining how we're how how we're delivering value of the box to the subscribers, how we're delivering value of the box to the brands. And I think having those strategic goals that we, we put out in front of us, you know, over the five year term and slowly reaching them in you know in a realistic timeline is is how we got to, to where we are now. Um, as opposed to just trying to do it all and then, you know, yeah. spraying and praying, you know? Well, and, and on that note, so as a as a component of Gains Box, right? I came in as a as we we did an NC Fitbox, which is you know our company, and I contributed or, or participated on your um, content day, and so I think it's really interesting the approach you took here because I haven't seen this done before the way you guys did it. I've done shoots for Reebok and different companies, but those are like oh in third quarter we're gonna go. It's it's many 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 months out, and it's just like a once one off thing. You guys seem to do a monthly reoccurring shoot that then captures content that you could then use on social channels for the next month. And I, I found that to be a brilliant concept and we actually stole it. Um, so right now it's like November 12th or uh, today and we're um, we're doing our first one on November 19th. So thank you for allowing us to steal that idea and I, I'd recommend for anybody out there um, to, to think more about this. So Ken, I, I do wanna dive into what was your thought behind the content creation in a single day? And then I'll, I'll share my, my, yeah. what I picked up from it. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, what's, what's great about the, the operation cycle of our business, you know, aside from special one-off boxes we do, we, we have this monthly cycle and, you know, being, again, going back to strategic planning, learning from our lessons, you know, just, you know, cross it, you know, constantly varied and just as long as you're better than you were yesterday, you know, keep pushing. Um, and, and that's something that we, you know, again, not, not trying to bite off too much. We do, we do a shoot in January sit down at this conference table with the entire with the entire media team hey what could we have done better um how can we have better delivered this or when a, when a cycle's over why were we late on some social posts or why couldn't we get better content and more evergreen content so you know by adding on you know the, these these small refinements every month um that's in, in the bigger picture where we can get to the point where we're sitting with you and you say hey i appreciate this this looks good you know we're, we're adopting this style as well that's it's proof of concept that you know it's 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 slow you know slow smooth 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 fast right um, and I think that's kind of been the winning factor of what we do. You know, you know, another tidbit of it um, for any, for any veterans listening out there. I was I was an infantry officer in the Marine Corps, and when you go out to and you know one one thing that I've really taken from from my time in is when when you're planning missions or you're planning live fire training, you, you don't just you know write down what you want to do for training. You know, get the ammo locked on. You know, take a hundred guys out there and start shooting all these all these all these different munitions. You you create uh, um, you know, just like a marketing deck that you saw. You create this plan and you 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 think about how to mitigate every point of friction you can knowing what your desired end state is so that's what we do when we sit down and we make our, our decks and we do our planning process we say okay what is what is the desired end state what can go wrong how can we mitigate that now throw it into the plan so then when we do you know when we do have you locked on for that day and we have the videographers there the photographers there all, all boxes are checked and there's always going to be friction that's impossible impossible to avoid but at least the the expected friction that we that we can write down pre-mitigated through our planning process so then it's then then we just get enjoy it and have fun when it comes time to execute and and you know on top of that from my side what i'm looking at is these athletes and brands they want content month in and month out they want fresh new content and so when i go to brands and i talk to them and i say hey guess what i'm going to deliver you these videos i'm going to deliver you these photos and guess what jason's going to be wearing your stuff and he's going to be using your stuff it's going to be fresh new content for you that enables me to bring more value to the brands 
which then in turn allows me to get maybe some better deals with them too. Yeah. And so to close the loop on the, the, the content day, and then I want to go back to the brand question, but so what, what I picked up on is it was, it was, you know, you guys rented a space, which for people out there who don't have the money or the means to do that, I don't think you have to do that, but it is a nice touch. You get all your guys there, but what really it was, it was very streamlined. Like, hey, we're gonna do this to this, from this to this, 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 and it's an eight hour all day. But then you guys have so much content to pull from that you're not just scrambling. It's it's a way that you could really drip it out. And so we are doing the same thing at NC Fit. You know, one of the things we're realizing is, oh, we have new apparel coming out. We have these coaching cues. We have this, this, this. We have all this stuff we want to create. We just never seem to do it. Um, as as like consistently as we need to. So we just schedule one day where that's the focus for the team. That one day we're gonna create content and then we're gonna be able to drip it out. I think um, I'm excited for it because we create content all the time for other videos and content, but never for like specifically for things like this and apparel and whatnot. So I'm excited about that. So thank you for that idea. Um, so when it comes to brands, when it comes to building the box, how do you guys work out I mean, the financial modeling just must be such a pain in the ass because you have so many different brands and then you have a cost per box and you have your subscription and then you want to show value to the customer. So it's a twofold question. Number one is, what are you finding that customers are liking right now? Like, what what, what do your customers like to receive? Because I'm sure you have feedback. And then two is, What's like your standard like financial modeling for some of this stuff? Because I'm really curious how you think about that. So I don't know how you want to break that down, but those are two of my customer expectations. Um, sure. So you know, one, one thing we strive to deliver on is, is you know, it comes down to the more qualitative over quantitative. You know, there's there's an easy answer of everyone wants you know new sports bras, shorts, you know, shirts, and you know high-end equipment, premium items, and, you know, and really cool stuff, even, even fun novelty stuff. But if you take a step back and you, you look at the, uh, the macro of this, what do they really want? They want the surprise and delight, right? And, and, that, and that's what we seek to deliver. They want, um, if, if we worked with, you know, like in, in, you know, some of the awesome brands that we have worked with, like Nike or Reebok, and, you know, on our end, like, let's get Nike shirts in there every month or Nike apparel, um, what, you're, what we're doing at that point is we're robbing the experience, the surprise and delight for the athletes subscribing to the box. Um, so, and then, then that's why we keep it different. That's why we have a mix of, you know, I'm sure Brian will speak to it, big brands, small brands, new brands, new items, um, hero items that you might know of that maybe you don't own yet. Um, and, and the customer, the goal for, you know, the subscribers and the athletes is, yes, you know, the, 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 the big premium items and, and, you know, the apparel and the equipment and all, you know, some of the smaller items, but more so the surprise and delight. So when you get your box, you're excited to open it before you even know what's in it. Um, and, and as long as we can keep delivering that, um, you know, I think um, our, our athletes worldwide are going to be happy. Huh, that, that just to kind of – the surprise and delight is really interesting philosophy because – and then we'll, I will ask about the financial side. But you guys um, donate each month uh, uh, to a charity. Mm-hmm. You would donate a portion of sales to a charity. Yeah. And the Gaines Box crew has been generous enough to to look to donate to an organization that we really believe in, which is NIGU, which is the Never Ever Give Up organization. And they support children and families fighting pediatric cancer, which is obviously very near and dear to my heart. But when you talk about the um, new and fresh and that, that kind of like excitement, yeah. it's so funny because when um, kids get into the hospital 
Nigu sends them these joy jars. And the, the key that they're looking for, these joy jars, they're just filled with a bunch of like fun toys. Is when they open it, they want to hear the pop, like yeah. the pop of the plastic and and the excitement of not knowing what's inside. And that's a really cool feeling. It's like Christmas. It's like Christmas. Right? And so in the gains box, it's almost like trying to do Christmas on a monthly basis for yeah. somebody. You know, I think those are um, when we f- Maybe year one or year two, right? we were using uh, Christmas for CrossFitters. You know, that was yeah. one of our, our taglines on our copy for a long time. And, but, you know, it, it holds true. You know, I, I got two little ones myself, and there's more excitement about the, the wrapped present on the birthday than, than, than the present itself sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I think, I think when I see that in them, um, you know, that's, it elicits this feeling that, you know, that we want to deliver to adults because we, we don't get that feeling as much when, 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 when we're adults. We, we know what we're buying. We're, we're worried about finances all the time. You know, the, the world gets a little less, a little less magical, so to speak. Um, but when we have something that we know, it, yeah, we're paying for, but we know it's curated for us. We know it, it, it's going to have brands from within this very specific community that we belong to. Um, it, it, it's exciting. And then, you know, it, bring, it brings some of, that, some of that magic into light back in our lives. That's cool. And so from a financial perspective, how does that work, um, Brian? Because when you're trying to build these boxes, I imagine it is it is not easy because I mean, I'm sitting there trying to do the math in my head. You have, you know, because what, um, how much is a subscription? So it's $32, dollars. a month. $32 a month. Yeah. So you have $32 per person per box. I mean, it, it's crazy to think about. So right. how do you do that? I mean, that's, that's. So, that's yeah, I mean, a lot of the, when I talk to, for example, when I talk to you, I said, hey, do you want to introduce me to the brands you want to work with or do you want to be in on the conversations? And you're like, just here's here's the introductions. Just go and do it, which I which I thrive in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we have a certain budget that we want to, you know, maintain in terms of, you know, how much is this stuff going to cost me per box? But then, you know, like I was uh, describing before, when I can give value to these brands is when we're able to get some items that, you know, maybe on a donation basis, maybe on a shared cost basis, uh, things that are a little bit more expensive, you know, might need to come out of our pocket for, but, um, you know, giving them the social love, giving them, you know, guaranteed posts, emails, um, all of the media that we capture and over to them, especially during COVID right now, when people can't capture media, um, these are all these are all deliverables that allow us to put together good boxes. And your guys' business is interesting. So the bigger you get, the seemingly the easier it is, and right because then you have more people to tell more people. But then you also have more buying powder power from the brands. And so, as you guys have grown, you have three people. How has it been having a partnership? And if you could reframe the partnership from the beginning, is there something you would have done a little bit differently? Because I think a lot of people, you know, they, they do have partnerships and they didn't maybe set up the partnership agreement formally. Maybe they didn't clearly define roles and expectations. And especially when you're talking about a husband and a wife and then a, and then a, a non-husband, you know, a, a third partner, I imagine there's probably, I mean, like, so, so is there anything from a partnership perspective you guys have kind of learned? And then I, I want to shift over to this idea of, of funding because it's really interesting to me. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> so um, Ken and I are good opposites. He works one way, I work the other way. And me and Michelle actually work very similarly. We can do a lot of things at once. We do do a lot of things at once. We usually agree on a lot of things as well. Um, Ken is more 
detail-driven. He's more task-driven. Um, not to say he can't multitask, but when he's on a project, like he's giving his all to that project, and he doesn't want to do anything else. So it's not. It's actually quite the opposite of what people think. Where me and his wife are usually on the same page, trying to convince Ken, "Hey, come over here," or as opposed to like husband and wife ganging up on me. That's not. That's not normally the case yeah. here. Well, I mean, a good marriage is is you know balanced on, on yeah. two ends of the spectrum, right? And I, I think that's where. Um, I think I think we're very very lucky. Um, we've you know we've we've purchased gyms and sold them you know helped build them up in the past. We've we've taken on side endeavors and uh, we've been exposed to a lot of partnerships you know especially within the industry as well too where you, you hear some not so good things um, because you know because of the situation that you said maybe maybe something wasn't you know something wasn't written out the way it should have been in the first place or maybe you know there was too much ambiguity in 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 roles and responsibilities and you know where accountability lies in certain people and you know that that type of friction becomes toxic it doesn't get better over time it only gets worse because if the business grows the the friction grows with it if the business doesn't grow then everyone's pissed off right um but i i think from what we've seen and and from the different conversations we had i i think we're really lucky um we 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 have a very good balance that we, we struck and we maybe we didn't even realize it in the beginning um but clearly um clearly it worked and you know it, it works to this day which is um which is awesome. And, and, and at the end of the day, we can leave work at work. Like we hang out on the weekends and there, you know, we'll talk about work, but it's like, Hey, we had an argument at work maybe, or we didn't agree on something, but then, you know, we're, we're getting dinner later that night and we're, we're totally fine. So, yeah. Yeah. and so, but how'd you guys get to that point? Cause I'm really curious. Cause you guys have seen toxic relationships. I know I have too, but did you just from the beginning, just really like overemphasize something like, I mean, you, with your military background, I, I imagine you were very specific on what you guys want to do. I mean, or just your personality in yeah. general. Is that, you know what I mean? Was that part of it? I mean, I, I, for, well, I was going to say, um, you know, when we started the business back in December 14, we went to UCI where he was getting his master's at. And we uh, had marketing meetings and planning meetings for six months before we even launched our first box in June of 15. Oh. So, so with that, you know, Michelle was really good at, you know, she had a word doc that she put together that said, what are our goals for gains box as a whole? Like, why are we doing this? And we're friends. We want to have fun was like number one or two. We want to have fun doing this. It's part of our community. And the good thing is that we have that on our Google drive. And we bring that up periodically when things aren't going well or when we're having a disagreement and we say, is this happening right now? Like, is this, is this what we're doing right now? And I think that that for me, at least it's, yeah. it's, it's been good to look back at and say like, why are we doing this? That's, that's a really interesting point. So I, I got to dive into this more. So you were getting your master's for six months. Correct. I mean, um, sorry, not for six months, but you're, yeah, you're getting your, your master's. And then before you guys even decided to open up Gainsbox, so you guys had the idea for Gainsbox and then you waited six months more or less before you actually did it. Is that what happened? So yeah. I'm, uh, you know, um, Michelle and Brian like to move quick. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the tortoise of the group. Um, but it, more so, I, I, 
I appreciate tempo. Um, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I like to have a lot of certainty um, when, when, when we're executing projects or ideas or anything for that matter. Um, and I think this is where I think timing was really big as well, too. I think um, that gave us an advantage. So I was, uh, I was doing my fully employed MBA program. I was a, a consultant for a small uh, marketing firm. Um, consulting firm out of uh, out of Los Angeles. You know, Brian was still working in uh, business business sales. Michelle already on you know the branding side of the beauty industry for some large companies, and so you know the, the expertise was there. Um, why? So while I was getting my MBA, I had a cohort of you know four other uh, four other students that you know I was on the journey with for three years, and great group. May shout out to the Peacocks if you're listening. Um, so UCI uh, in Palmeron School of Business, and I told them I said, hey, you know, my wife and I, and you know one of our, one of our best friends, we have. We have this idea of, you know, and instead of doing um, mock projects on large companies or, you know, going after some of the larger companies that we have to do our projects on for each class, can, can we do market research and operational research and financial planning, you know, with Gainsbox? So concurrently to our planning, we were able to leverage, um, you know, and, 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 you know, well-respected MBA program in the country to also get the theory and market research going at the same time, um, which, which helped really, I think, set the infrastructure of, of the company and set it up for, for scaling for growth that's such an interesting con- like you know one of the things that we get asked a lot about opening up gyms and one of the things i always try and explain to people is that go to school as much as you can before you actually sign the lease right once you sign this building once you once you start the company like school's kind of up i mean you're, you're always learning of course but like dude you're you're it's time is a ticking right you have your next rent bill and so that's really interesting that you guys took the time to thoroughly go into those things, that's really uh, market research pays off. I mean, there. I mean, you know, I, without you know, um, you know, expounding upon too many details of it, there's there's a reason our box is at thirty two dollars. It, it wasn't, it, you know, we didn't we didn't spin the wheel and ah right there. You know, we we um, we developed a system for um, questions to gym owners to questions to mm-hmm. CrossFit athletes. Um, then general fitness questions. We hit expos. We did grassroots survey data collection all up and down SoCal, NorCal. Uh, to hone in, match that up against, you know, the the brand partner side of what we wanted to do. And we found this price point, you know, for a very specific reason because we took the time to do it. And what I love to see is, you know, we've seen competitors, you know, come up and, and disappear. And I always love when I see a competitor show up at the $32 price point because, you know, and this might just be ego talking, but I, I, I'm pretty sure they didn't do the level of research we did. Um, they probably looked at where we fell in and, and emulated that price point. Um, without the data behind it, which means it's kind of, it's kind of just arbitrary at that. Point. Yeah. So what? So I, I do. I have to lean into that because we are um, relaunching a new app and we're coming up with a pricing model for it. And it's interesting because like a lot of it's like, well, what do you think? It's like, well, I think it should be between these parameters. You know, yeah. this to this. Yeah. But then how do you decide the exact number? And so I'm curious, how did you guys come up with thirty-two dollars? Now that you're now that you brought it up, so I'm, I'm really curious. What was that process like? How long did it take? Well, I think that also goes with everything we were launching at the time, like the box size, very specific, nine by nine by four. What can fit in that box? And that stuff that fits in that box, how much is it going to cost us? And that box is because of shipping costs? Mm-hmm. Shipping costs. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, if we're going to put a piece of apparel, equipment, supplements, snacks, and a wellness product in there every month or try to hit those five, uh, is it going to fit in a box like that? Do we need to go bigger? Can we go smaller? Yeah. Um, so when well, looking ahead of how many boxes like that could fit on a pallet, hitting up every logistical company in the area saying, okay, well, if, under these parameters, if we ship 2000, how much does it cost? Um, under different sizing and parameters, if we ship 2000, how much does it cost? <coughs> what do lead times look like on that and everything? Just 
getting everything out there. So you let the data decide. Yeah. So I, I bring that up just so that that contributed to the $32 as well, you yeah. know, as to, as to why it's at 32 yeah, with enough information in front of you. Um, That's why it took yeah. freaking six months <laughs> of him. After I was doing loans at the time, and I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week. <laughs> and then he's dragging my ass to UCI at night to whiteboard shit. Yeah, so, but it's crazy. That's it. So, it, I mean, it obviously paid off, but it, it I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of hard work in the beginning. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, even even when you survey people, you know, and, you know, I mean, look look at different type of marketing survey, um, you know, methods out there. It's people are going to tell you something, but people don't. People also don't know what they 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 want sometimes, right? Um, especially when it comes to pricing and willingness to pay. Um, for a product that's not even in front of them, mm-hmm. everyone wants to you know save money and or or they'll, you know there's you get a lot of arbitrary answers. It's, it's being able to collect that data and not just use that, but be able to sift through it and, and find relevancy and and find find the hidden answers in there. And you can only find those hidden a- you can only find that one hidden answer by asking five explicit um, questions to find that implicit answer that you want. Right. And, yeah. and setting it up for that, it's if if you do it in a day, you're only going to get <laughs> you're only going to get that back. Um, you have to take the time as with anything in life. Right. Um, you, you have to take the time. It, you know, you know how the saying goes, there's a there's the easy way and there's the right way. And, and on rare occasion, are those two the same? Um, so, yeah, it's really that's fascinating. I mean, for, for how much time and effort you guys put into the pricing model to the size to how much they could fit on a pallet. That's, those are all super important. Re- I mean, because your business model has so many moving parts, right? And you're trying to get ahead of all the ones that were in your control, which are what we just talked about, right? Like certain things outside your control, like if your partners don't get your gear to you, I mean, that, that's tough. I mean, yeah. and so moving forward for Gainsbox, you know, it's a really interesting story. You know, you guys have this triple partnership, tri, tri- partnership, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you guys are obviously getting along because you guys kind of set the the tone from the very, very beginning. Your business has now grown. You have like, uh, I want to say eight employees, right? Which must feel good. Um, And you guys decided, or at least we're having the conversation about taking on outside funding. And and, and outside funding for me always is is really a unique conversation because everybody I feels like, not everybody, but most people come to it from two different ways. Either A, you need to grow faster, Mm -hmm. right? Or you're having, um, you know, cash flow concerns, um, or in our particular case, perhaps in the future to have more additional um, strategic partners have more vested interests in our progress moving forward. Um, to lean on others where they have the same vested interests. And so, as you guys are looking at taking on outside funding, what does that process look like? Because you guys have said you guys have met with a lot of people, potentially more than anybody I've sat with in a long time. So. Can you tell me a little bit more about why outside funding and what does that process look like and what have you learned um, through it? You know, the biggest learned lesson, especially for anyone out there that you know might be a small business owner that you know is looking on taking taking on outside money or or strategic partnerships is everyone you sit down with it's a relationship. It's I mean it's it's a dating process and you know if you use a cookie cutter approach to trying to meet a significant other it's it's never going to work because you know you have to say okay well is this real you know otherwise you know all type any type of like you know numbers on the numbers on sheets oh this is what i want this is what you know this is what we want to let's let's make it happen yeah sure you know that that sounds great but when it comes down to execution you know like we've seen toxic partnerships that we just spoke about it's it's the same dynamic right um and that's why i would imagine 
some you know some deals, although you know be, you know look attractive um, initially uh, during during meetings, maybe go south sometimes or, or never really pan out uh, because you know because there's more money involved in situations like that. It's it's like when two people start a business. Um, at, at first, things sound good. It's easier to get that partnership going and figure out it's toxic later. Um, if if it costs you ten million dollars to get in that relationship first, you're going to do so much due diligence. You're going to figure out, hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be in bed together. Um, and and I think that's what's been great about this process, um, especially you know learned lessons as business owners. As we sat down with all these different people, it's been and we've been really uh, we've been getting much better about it. Really figuring out like, hey, you know, more or less, do I want to get married here? Do is this someone I want to wake up and have coffee with? Is this someone I want to I want to go sleep with at night and and have, share skin in the game with? Um, and yeah, and you said that that was about thirty different groups. Uh, yeah, it's been a little over thirty. Um, yeah, maybe around there. I mean. I mean, that's a lot of people to go date. I mean, you guys are yeah. definitely. Well, it's, it's always good to have options too, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. just because uh, you know one date goes good doesn't mean you should you stop really looking around. And and I think that's you know again where we're fortunate because we've 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 stuck to our guns, as Brian said. You know, going back to the pillars that um, you know and the principles we wrote out when it was just the three of us. Um, you know, we do our manifesto every every year where we you know we talk to the employees, go back to you know the core elements that you know that we want to stick to. It's um, I think by sticking to those. That's why these groups are sitting here wanting to talk to us because they, they want that. And, um, you know, we're able to confidently, you know, uphold it and give ourselves options, um, which is which is awesome. I mean, you always want options in something, you know, this yeah, big. And we're, we're proud that we've we've never taken on outside funding at all. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're where we're at today. But, um, you know, to answer the why at this point, it's almost where if we injected some money, you know, we feel like we can grow our subscribers by a long shot as opposed to, you know, the, not that say that we're working at a snail's pace, but you know, it has slowed, but there is room to, you know, go a lot further yeah. than where we're at. I think, what were you saying? How many people signed up for the open? Like 500,000 or something like that. Yeah. Like we don't have, we should have 500,000 CrossFit. Yeah. Athletes I mean like, games boxes, right? and, and a lot of it's just awareness. Like they don't know what gains box is. They've never heard of it. So mm -hmm. like, having you know just throwing some money onto a brand awareness campaign or something like that would just show who we are you know yeah i mean i, I mean aside from capital too there you know like, like some of the other conversations we have conversations with potential um you know uh, acquisitions where it's just strategic partnerships um and you know it's it and and the spectrum of everything in between and that's you know i think that's what what's making the the process big and robust but still you know very attractive to us because Again, it's you know, it's not just you know, here you know, just money or just strategic, but every other dynamic in between of hey, you know, maybe this company's in the fitness space, and there's some shared resources to where their their you know their their primary revenue streams are going to increase significantly with Gainsbox under the umbrella, or maybe not, or maybe even one aspect of it because they see that our SOPs and our our logistical systems are on point and they can benefit with that with their product line. Yeah. And then, you know, so it's, it's, have you guys gotten close to anybody? Yeah. I mean, we've, uh, I mean, last year we actually, you know, we, we turned down some, some soft agreements that we had. Um, yeah. Cause I like to say a deal's not a deal till it's a deal. Yeah, right. Cause I've been, I mean, I've been burned, man. I mean, I've been like, not burned. I shouldn't say that because everything I feel like kind of happens for a reason in some sense, but like you feel like there's a deal, you know, oh, yeah. you're yeah. talking to your kids, you know, 
hey, I got this big deal tomorrow, whatever. And then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. I mean, have you guys gotten to that point? Well, see, it's, it's interesting. So, you know, this has been, you know, ebbs and flows because, uh, you know, as yourself with multiple business lines under your belt, it's you're, you're constantly, hey, we need you over here. Hey, we need you over here. So it, the primary focus always has to be on Gainsbox. And, you know, we, you, we have to take time out of, out of our lives when we, were, when we were first pitching and, you know, when we were getting set up with different investors. And uh, last year, you know, we had some, we, we had a great deal in the works and we actually turned it down um, because, you know, as sexy as and attractive as it was and you're like, hey, this is, this is great, great for our lives, great for our employee lives, great for Gainsbox. It's not, it's not right. Um, and, and we know there's a, th we know we can get something better um, for, you know, for everything we just, just listed up, you know. Why wasn't it right though? I'm really curious. Was it gut, like, was it a gut feeling or? Uh, some of the data analytics about it, but you know, uh, so yeah, as, as we talked about, I, I'm more focused on, on the metrics and, you know, on the forecasting, whereas um, Brian and Michelle, and this is again, where I think we strike a great balance. If, if I'm quantitative, they're qualitative, you know, they're, they're, um, they're about the feeling and okay, what, what does this mean for our story and our, our voice of gains box? And, you know, they had their input on that. And, you know, I had, I had my input and again we all came to agreement for different reasons like you know what as, as good as this is it could be better so let's let's continue what we're doing because we've got some great things that we already have set up you know for you know the upcoming boxes and quarters um and then let's reattack this and and we have confidence in that you know because we have confidence in ourselves and our team um and you know that's exactly what we did we you know, we passed on it um, and then, you know, hit the ground running again and then, you know, rekindled some new conversations to, to see what options look like. And um, I'm glad we did. Um, yeah. Cool. And so it's, it's hard, hard to say, say no, no, right? It is. It's hard. It, it's hard to say no. And uh, if I'm learning anything as I get older, it's I got to say no and, and identify where the focus is because it's so easy to get distracted. Mm -hmm. And so I guess to kind of wrap things up, you guys have been very focused on a monthly reoccurring subscription of a box and you really haven't veered off from that from, from at least from what I see. Is, is there a reason why you haven't done like, you know, pay one time? Like, is there a reason why you haven't done like um, any offshoots of it? Because now you have this group of, you know, thousands and thousands of people, right? You could say, hey, we can monetize it in different ways. Is there a reason why you haven't explored other options? You've stayed focused on just the box? Not just the box, yeah, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we've we've done some one-off boxes, like our holiday shop and, you know, our limited edition boxes are still out there. Um, we have a lot of ideas on what we want to do. Like we have, um, me and Ken and Michelle want, we have other ideas in terms of businesses. We've had companies come to us say, hey, can you run a subscription box for me? Um, and then the problem that it always comes down to is capacity. Um, we're running this ship right now and it takes all of our attention. You've just like we talked about the photo shoot. It's every month we have a photo shoot every month. I talk to five brands and I'm pushing out March and April right now in terms of putting those boxes together and the athletes and everything. So our capacity just isn't there. And that's kind of why we are looking for outside investors so that somebody can come in and run that warehouse where me and Ken aren't down there because we are down there where I'm not paying bills every day. Um, I'm not doing all these small things that just taking me away from the bigger picture. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I think it's our capacity that's kind of yeah. disallowed us to do something like that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Ken, you had summarized something earlier where you were talking about this idea that, we all have our struggles, right? As you start the company and as you grow, but you wouldn't 
even have an opportunity for outside funding. You wouldn't even have an opportunity to even be discussing the idea that you're you're spending time on things that aren't necessarily big picture if you hadn't have had the skill sets you have today. I think that's a that's a that's an important realization. I think at least for me to to reflect yeah. on. And I think you know it, it goes right into what we were just talking about: learning to say no as we grow. Um, you know, I, I think I think the best example we used was you know going back down to gym owner, right? Um, you can't, no one could just start a gym. Well, yeah, you could, but probably not successfully unless you are a subject matter expert in training people. And then even more so training the trainers, right? Um, so that is the course skill set that's needed. Of course, you're going to have to do some accounting and some finance at first, but as it grows, um, in order to keep <coughs> growing, you know, the gym in which you are training, you need to, you need to focus on, well, what's the product here? It's, it's training, right? Um, and I, I might be speaking a little ignorant to it. Yeah, are you, are you telling, are, subject are you telling expert, Jason yeah. how to run a gym here? Yeah, but no, <laughs> it's we, like, hey, there's yeah, more than that. <laughs> we talked about this and it grows to a point to where you're like, you know what? I am as, even though I'm good at this, I need a CFO here um, because that CFO is going to come here, ma- save more money than, than um, they're going to cost and find even more efficiencies so I can get back to what I need to be doing. Hedgehog concept. You know, you got to st- know what you're good at and stick to it. Um, fill in the roles you have to as you go. But, and this is, you know, where, you know, our infrastructure development comes into play. We, anytime a new system comes into play, whether it's for the subscribers, you know, like the point store that we have for them to get free gear or other retention stuff or new stuff we're doing for brand partners, we learn it first. So we know what's going on in our company. We write out SOPs, train our people to it. Um, so then we can get back to where we should be, um, you know, focusing on development, fo- focusing on relationships. And it, I think that's, I think it's a struggle that probably every, every business owner, you know, has, has felt to one extent or another. Um, and it comes down to learning to, you know, relinquish some control in certain areas um, because it, it's empowering. It's, I, th- I think it's really empowering when you, when you start something, um, you know, to all the, one, you know, single gym owners out there, multi-gym owners, small businesses within the fitness industry, you've you got these products going out and or services going out one form or another. You know the accounting, you know some of the finance, you, you know the marketing, maybe you outsource a little bit, but at least you know what's going on. You, you, have, you have say in everything and that's awesome. It's fun. Um, but at a certain point, okay, I need to get back to what got me here in the first place. Like you just said, how did we get to this? Because cause I'm good at this. And I figured out how to how to deliver this service or this product. I'm going to go back to that and, and start saying no to the other things. Um, and you know, it's 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 been um, it's it's yeah for me it's been a hard road because I, I like control. You know, I was a, I was an infantry officer, and when you're when you're an infantry officer in the Marine Corps, you know every weapon system. You know every every Marine's role. You can get on the you can get on the comms and fix it if you need it. You can get you know behind a cruise surf weapon and help out. You can plot fire and all that. But what you need to do is you know focus on making sure everyone's doing their job more than anything else. Um, and you know, taking that, le- you know, taking that lesson hard, it's, you know, it's been hard for me because, you know, I need to stay in my role and, and not want to do everything. I love that. Yeah, man, I, 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 uh, I hear you there. Um, well, guys, I mean, look, I love, I love the story of Gaines Boxing. It's really cool where you guys started, where you're at, where you're going. I want to continue to hear more about the funding and different um, growth plans you guys have in the future. But in the meantime, if someone's listening, if they're a gym owner, if they're a coach, if they're an athlete, who, whoever, um, where can they find out more about Gainsbox and, uh, you know, join your, your, your tribe, join the crew? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, www.thegainsbox.com. Check us out. Uh, go on Jason's uh, social media, our social media right now. You can see the NC Fitbox. If you're interested in trying out Gainsbox, 
this is the month to do so for obvious reasons. We have one of the best boxes we ever put together in a long time. Um, going back to surprise and delight, uh, for one of our premium items, we have two surprises in there uh, for you. I think we revealed some of it already, mm -hmm. um, but you know, maybe don't go on our social to, to get more of that surprise. But we have an awesome NC Fit box that we've collaborated um, with, with Jason on, um, and this, if there's ever a month to start, it's 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 now. And if you're not interested, someone at your gym is. So it's a great <laughs> Christmas gift. Buy five go. now and have them at the ready. There you go. I love it. Well, guys, thanks for your time today, and. Um, we're always doing well, and let's keep getting after it. All right. Thanks, Jay.